LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. Well, you've probably heard about the movie Overcomer, but you might not know that there are actually some books and Bible studies that were inspired by the film. One is called Defined. It's by Alex and Stephen Kendrick, and it's a book and Bible study based on insights from the book of Ephesians. It's got personal stories and practical wisdom. Defined will challenge you to let the one who knows you best be the one who guides your heart the most. There's another book for teens and young women. It's called Radiant by best-selling author and co-star of Overcomer, Priscilla Shirer. For these teen girls, there's also the Defined Bible Study, which is an invitation for teen girls and young women to enjoy a candid conversation on identity. You can find these books and Bible studies at lifeway.com overcomer. And now I hope you enjoy Ask Me Anything. Welcome to Ask Me Anything Season 2. I am your host, Matt Love, and I am very excited to be kicking off Season 2. And we're actually going to do something a little different. It's going to be a little bit of a a departure from our normal question and answer format, but we're actually going to share some of our favorite leadership lessons from Pastor JD. These are just awesome thoughts and and topics on, on leadership that we just thought were really helpful. And so we really wanted to just kind of be able to share these with you guys. And so... Oftentimes, Pastor J.D. will ask the staff of the Summit Church to read a book before our monthly large team meeting. And in our episode today, J.D. is hitting three quick leadership application points from the book Creativity, Inc. by Ed Catmull, the president of Pixar and Disney Animation. So we're going to actually just join J.D. talking about setting and changing culture. What Pixar has done, which obviously this book is a story of Pixar, is they've created a culture that consistently puts out quality things. Uh, It's kind of fascinating reading the stories behind some of the movies that we all learned to love um, growing up as kids. But they've put out consistently quality stuff. And one of the ways that they've done that is by having an environment that is very attractive for leaders. And what you're reading through there is the kind of the secret sauce of how they've done that and some counterintuitive practices that they've done, uh, things that are very unlike other large entertainment industries. Um, let me just highlight a couple things for you and then give you some takeaways. Um, first is, uh, let me just give you a couple of um, passages from the book here. If we can agree that it's hard, if not impossible, to get a complete picture of what's going on in any given time in any given company, it becomes even harder when you're successful. What he's saying is that idea that success makes you bullheaded and it makes you stop listening. Because when you're not successful or you're not big, you kind of need to. What do you think about this? And are you showing up? But when you're successful, you think, I got it. You know, it's, it's fine. So you shuts it down. That's because success convinces us that we're doing things the right way. There is nothing quite as effective when it comes to shutting down alternative viewpoints as being convinced that you're right. The longer we go, the more convinced that we are right and it's just going to pass us by. So we can't get this way. And that's one of the things that Pixar has done is every, you know, there's like, we don't think Disney um, is sort of the foil in this book uh, because they just went through, I mean, after I think it was The Little Mermaid, they didn't have anything in animation for the next 10 or 15 years that was worth speaking about. Um, And eventually Disney bought Pixar and then they put the management of Pixar in there. And one of the things they did is they quit listening because they said, we're Disney. And so we do, you know, when it comes to cartoon heroes, 
that's what we do. And so they quit listening. As we grow, we've got to get more intentional about listening. Here's another thing there. As our organization grew, things I'd once been privy to became increasingly unavailable to me. Gradually, snarky behavior, grousing, I'm not sure what that means, um, and rudeness disappeared from view, from my view anyway. I rarely saw bad behavior because people wouldn't exhibit it in front of me. I was out of a certain loop, and it was essential that I never lose sight of that fact. If I wasn't careful to be vigilant and self-aware, I might well draw the wrong conclusions. This is just, again, that insulation keeps us from actually knowing what is going on and where we might not be healthy, but we don't know it because we're successful and we think things are, are fine. Uh, one of the things I really loved about the book is they showed how you know, one of the ways that they consistently got quality is not just by having um, really talented people, but because they really insisted on candid and open feedback at every level of the idea process. Um, here's one of my favorite quotes. I've actually found this really encouraging. Pixar films are not good at first, and our job is to make them so, to go, to go as I say, from suck to not suck. He tells a story in there of several movies that, you know, that we just are, are, were just some of the greatest animation films, and he's like, you should have seen the first idea of this. And he said the artist, what the artist wanted to do is the artist didn't want to bring it to us, to what he's going to call the brain trust, until they kind of finished it. Because that's the way an artist is, right? Whether you're writing worship music or sermons or, you know, coming up with a program for kids, you want to you kind of get it together and then bring it. He said, but we insisted on them bringing it a lot earlier. And he said it was hard for them, hard because you know, it's just this sort of like, it, it, but by the time we begin to comment on it, we would help them find that, what he says, this may be the most important sentence in the book, creativity has to start somewhere, and we are true believers in the power of bracing candid feedback reworking, reworking, and reworking again until a flawed story finds its through line or a hollow character finds its soul. And he said the difference in these great movies was not in a brilliant idea. He said most of our best ideas started as a mediocre idea. But because we got feedback early, um, we were able to turn it into the right kind of idea. It's a discipline that you put out there. I try to do it myself, most of you know this, with sermon. Um, I have two or three points where I'm getting feedback a long time before the sermon is ready. And it's hard. It's hard because I'm listening to people, then, you know, they'll give me feedback. I'll be like, what do you know? You know, like, have you ever preached to people? You know, just, you, you kind of get offended and you're, you know, sort of proud about it. But it just helps because it's, it's filling things out. And if you do it at multiple points, it creates a much better process. Here are a, a kind of a handful of things of ways that I think you can put all this into practice, listening, feedback, you know, just kind of the art of taking walks throughout our church, kind of metaphorically and literally, you know, just kind of walking through, talking to people, always asking them, man, you know, when you see somebody in our church, an ordinary member, I I hope that you were never out of things to talk about with them because you just be hammering them with questions. How's your small group? What's it like? Are you volunteering? What was that experience like? You know, what are you most enjoying here? Just, you come up with a list of questions that you ask people um, everywhere. I, I, I try to have routines where whether I'm walking through the campus or talking to various you know, staff people and just asking them because I want to hear, going to lunch with members and just hearing from them what, you know, what things are like. So taking walks, asking questions is number two um, there. You know, number three is figuring out what good feedback looks like, what a good feedback loop looks like. Like what are the, for me in the sermon, like I mentioned, it's, uh, I've got a group of people that helped me think about it from the very beginning when we we're just kind of sketching out the series. Then I have a group of people that helps me um, think it through when we are first approaching the topic or the passage. 
Then I have um, the campus pastors go over it with me on Wednesday before it's, it's kind of three quarters of the way done. And then I have a, a group of people after the four o'clock service that will do everything they can to rip it apart and help me put it back together for the 530 service. So by the time I'm preaching what most of you hear, it's been through four major feedback processes. So when it comes out, it's the product of a lot of people who caught things early on and just said, man, this wasn't. One of the things we just added was because we realized that when I was bringing it in on Wednesday to the campus pastor, it was so much of a finished product that people weren't able to speak into it early enough because I'd be like, by Wednesday, that ship's already, you know, it's already mostly sailing. And so, you know, kind of backing that process up. So um, what does a good feedback look like for the ideas that you are putting out in your ministry? And then creating the right environment for feedback. You know, knowing what feedback should look like, how to, you know, one of the things he talks about, and I'll give you this thing. He said, you know, knowing how to separate yourself from the idea so that you're able to take the input without um, somebody getting offended. He said, we always try to talk about ideas separated from people. So here's, you know, is not, not here's the problem with what you're doing, but here's what I don't like about that idea and trying to separate that out. One of the things he says, and this is a, another really good point about creating the right environment for feedback, is the brain trust, which is kind of the group of people that give feedback. We don't want the brain trust to ever solve a director's problem because we believe that in all likelihood our solution won't be as good as the one the director and his or her creative team comes up with. So when this creative artistry, you know, author team comes in and they present something and they just, you know, this brain trust starts saying, well, here's where I see a problem. They don't ever fix it. They just say, here's all the problems, you know, go back and come up with something else. And I think that's an important thing because as a leader, when I'm hearing somebody give me an idea, I kind of want to fix it for them and say, well, let me tell you how I think this will work and give them this idea. But chances are, like these guys recognize what I come up with will probably not be as good as the idea that you will come up with if you'll be open to the feedback of others, but you'll still retain the initiative. And um, anyway, that's, uh, that's, I'm realizing I'm flying at about 30,000 feet there and, and, and giving you some of those things, but it's just a, an environment that we want to see um, created here where we give and receive a lot of feedback. We're able to have the kind of formal systems where we, we do that. We listen to a lot of people and then doing that and we don't take it personally, but we're just trying to get the best product so that we can consistently push those levels of excellence uh, because we're always listening. So I think you guys should really be listening to the One Thing podcast with Scott Sanders and Derek Hanna. As a part of the LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network family, they have recently covered topics like handing off ministries, knowing when to say goodbye, and growth barriers. So we would encourage you to just look up The One Thing on your favorite podcasting app and subscribe today. Share this episode with your friends if you found it helpful, and we are just really glad you joined us today, and we hope you will be back with us soon. Mm -hmm.